0: I'd like to welcome you all here. My name is Gerard Jennings. I'm the chair of the Western Family History Association, and ma- on behalf of myself and on behalf of, of the hard-working committee, I'd like to welcome you all here this evening. We also have a, have a website, www.wfha.info, and that's well capably managed by our webmaster, uh, Paul uh, Greeney. <laughs> Also, the site irishgenealogy.ie, as you know, has information on births and baptisms. Um, and, but the, the debts and uh, marriages are not available uh, up to uh, 1890, but they will be apparently by the end of the year. On behalf of the Western Family History Association, it gives me great pleasure to introduce uh, tonight's speaker, Jimmy Laffey, who will talk to us on the Down Survey. Uh, Jimmy Laffey is presently Public Relations Officer with the Shkahana and the District Heritage Group, and I'm sure he's been involved, spearing-headed over the last number of years. has got a very good reputation indeed. Uh, it's supporting the heritage section of the Galway uh, County Council, uh, involved with many projects, um, and he was also intimately involved with the, uh, uh, Galway's 1916 uh, Rising commemorations, there, the website, and so on, and also for the Chuggis headquarters in, uh, in Mellis Campus, Athlone. In fact, uh, he had a, during Heritage Week, he organised um, uh, very large uh, photographs of uh, many of the big houses in Galway and I was very impressed by the fact that the uh, local Schrechner community AstroTurf pitch it was, the pitch spanned the whole uh, length of the pitch of the, of about 10 metre, 3 metres high about 40-50 metres long, so that was very impressive work that uh, Jimmy was engaged with then so with the talk itself, the 17th century Down Survey resulted in the first systematic mapping of Ireland with uh, unprecedented levels of organisation and accuracy it proved a milestone in Irish and world cartography for example Petty's Atlas uh, map of Ireland and its maps were used as a record of um, land tenure until the advent of the Irish Ordnance Survey um, in the 1820s. Uh, it will, the presentation will outline the historical context which brought about its survey its planning and measurement. It's a hugely significant resource for people interested in local and family history including the maps books of distribution and survey, which is a copy of here uh, in front of me, and with the information now merged and contained online on the DAWN survey site. Without further ado, it gives me great pleasure to introduce Jimmy
1: Laffitte.
0: Thanks very much for
2: coming and and, uh, thanks George for the the introduction. I've given the title very, very simply The Down Survey of Ireland, and uh, I, I borrowed this sentence from um, two sentences from Frank Pendergast in DIT, just to, to and I think it sums it up fairly well and it's, I highlighted in red some of the things that are important about it, it was 17th century, so 1650s is what we're talking about, and it resulted in the first systematic mapping of Ireland, and that's, uh, that's hugely significant And with the unprecedented levels of organisation and accuracy, and I think the accuracy is fierce and important here, because it's incredibly accurate for what was done at the time. And it is a milestone uh, not just in Irish but in world cartography because it was never done on this scale before in, in, in the entire world to, to, to do a complete country. And uh, the records were used in the land tenure right up to virtually the uh, Ordnance Survey of the, uh, of the 1820s. Now, the Down Survey itself is so called because it was plotted down, and it was like, like a number of things, um, it wouldn't have been called the Down Survey at the time it was done, a little bit like maybe Griffith's Valuation. People wouldn't have referred to that when it was done. They would have referred to it as the Valuation of Tenements, but as time went by, it got this name, and if you called it anything else now, people wouldn't understand it. And um, it was it really what it was, was a process to facilitate the redistribution of confiscated lands in Ireland following the Cromwellian invasion. So that was the, that was the purpose of the Down Survey. Um, so tonight what I'm going to talk about uh, briefly is, I'm just going to, um, <coughs> Irish history can never be made simple, but I'll make it very simple tonight. I just talk about the context of what it was at the time. Then i go on and talk about the Down Survey, talk about the mapping, and the books of survey and distribution, the 1641 depositions, and the Down Survey website. Now, Some people here in this room may not have heard of some of these things, that doesn't matter, we'll we'll hopefully know them at the end of the night. Whereas others are probably a lot more expert at them than I am. But that's generally what I'm going to talk about. I'm just going to give an overview, really, of what the down survey is. Not going to get into the nuts and bolts of it, and uh, I'm going to tell you how to access the information because anything you want, you can pretty much get it now in your own home if you're online, and and if not, it's certainly not very, very far away. Just to move on, just to give a, a brief idea, just to look back a thousand years from before, before now, looking at what Ireland might have looked like. Um, in, in around the, after the Battle of Clontarf, it was it was it wasn't a unified country. I mean, you might well say it's not today either. But it was made up of a whole number of kingdoms. But a couple of things would happen in the next few years, in the next couple of hundred years. Uh, 1169, the Anglo-Norman invasion. Richard de Clare, Strongbow, came to Ireland. Two years later, the first monarch came here, Henry II, and. <coughs> This started uh, a big change in Ireland and you see there around Dublin is the Pale and for, a number of, for a, quite a few hundred years um, the Pale was run under English common law and very much an extension of, uh, of, of, of England itself really whereas the rest of Ireland was still pretty much um, in control of the, uh, of the old Gaelic chieftains and the Anglicised uh, uh, English chieftains. And we went through a couple of monarchies. The first one, of course, was the Tudor monarchs. Henry VIII and Elizabeth I. being I put a circle around them. Uh, a bit Some of the better known ones and the more, more notorious ones. And then, following on from that, we had the House of Stuart. Now, the interesting thing about this one here is, this is when the Down Survey took place. Between 1659 and 1660, there was no king or queen there. And that's when the Down Survey took place. And that's when Cromwell had come here Following on from this then, that period, you could probably define it as as a period of time where there was efforts to... First of all, impose the English language to the exclusion of the Gaelic language. Uh, English law to the uh, exclusion of the Brehen laws. And you know the Brehen laws, uh, when you think about them, they were written down in the 7th century. And uh, they'd been in operation for many, many years before that. And the Brehen laws had uh, a lot of stuff in there about equality and inequality of the genders. It's incredible to think that they had. And other things that we struggle with today, like uh, you know, divorce and succession and land tenure, all these things, and even the environment, you know, uh, that was that was catered for in the Brehen laws. And as a as a planet, we struggle with that today. And the other thing they had, which was very interesting, is is uh, they had rehabilitation as opposed to punishment for for crime. So it, you know, so but this was a big change coming about. And of course, you had Protestantism and to the exclusion of Catholicism. And the very last one there is the whole land. And I suppose when you're in Ireland, it's land, land, land. And this is where the down survey kicks in. Uh, the confiscation of land from, from Ireland and uh, to take it away from Gaelic ownership. So there was a number of, a number of attempts at confiscations uh, kind of up to this period. 1550, Lee Shoffley, King's County, Queen's County. 1580s, Plantation of Munster. 1609, the Plantation of Ulster, probably uh, the most significant of them all. The others wouldn't have been as successful because of uh, um, lack of funding and ill-planned but from an English point of view, this was considered successful. And of course, it stayed with us. Now, this led more or less directly to the 1641 rebellion. And I know you're um, mentioned there about 1916 and that. Uh, and uh, you read the proclamation, you've probably heard it so many times that on six occasions the Irish rose up in arms. And this is the very first one that they refer to. The other five came later. 1916 will be the 7th. But this was the very first one, and it's probably you know, safe to say it's the first real sectarian conflict in Ireland. And uh, it was at its most vigorous in Ulster, which it would be understandable. And this would be furthered by the uh, Crom- Cromwell invasion. So, just to look at the timeline now, we're coming right up to the down-survey at this stage. 1641 rebellion, 1649, Cromwell comes to Ireland. He's appointed to lead an invasion. And primarily, two things he wanted to sort out. One was, Uh, the people who started this rebellion in 1641 and the other was England had just finished a civil war and the Irish who supported um, the royalists in that uh, who had been overcome by the parliamentarians of which Cromwell was one and he wanted to sort them out. So the final surrenders took place in 1653 and that's why it's called, often referred to as the 12 Years War, 1641 to 1653 and those to forfeit were to be singled out, to forfeit their lands and actually it was a bigger crime to be a Catholic than it was to have opposed Cromwell. You know, so it's, it's, it's incredible really that that should be the case. And of course the famous uh, phrase was kind to Hell or to Connacht. For no Catholics will hold land east of the Shannon. In other words, <coughs> the Shannon I think would act as Cromwell's Mexican wall if you like. Um, <coughs> so, just looking at Ireland around that period of time. Um, <coughs> Just here, the I don't know what colour this is now, but it, used to, it was a different colour when I looked in the laptop, but it's kind of green. This is the Protestant controlled areas of Ireland at that time. Uh, the disputed areas are the orange. Strange how they should be orange and maybe the other ones should have been. But anyway, and these would typically be the Irish here. The Act of Settlement was introduced in 1852 and the objective overall was to confiscate 2.5 million acres for two reasons. Cromwell's own words as a godly retribution on the barbarous wretches who had contrived the rebellion of 1641. Uh, and he also wanted to repay his officers and soldiers and the adventurers. Now, the adventurers were English politicians and merchants who funded his campaign. And they were the bondholders of the 16th century. And he was in no mood to burden junior or senior bondholders either, it sounds by the looks of things. But um, the Act of Settlement of 1652 uh, specified the targets for confiscation, it specified the beneficiaries and it had embodied in it uh, a survey and valuation. And that is the Down Survey. So this is where the Down Survey would have kicked in. Now the intention was that after the uh, Land Settlement Act that Ireland would look something like this. Now I don't know how clear the colours are there, but the darker blue there uh, are, are the government lands. And the very dark here, Dublin and four counties down here, Kildare, Carlow, Kilkenny, Cork and the others are reserved for these adventurers and soldiers and this is where all the Catholics of Ireland were intended to go, west of the Shannon. So this is where our Down Survey comes in and that's, the whole, that's the, just a summary of the background to, to how it came about. Now the Down Survey, it's, it's It's made up of a whole load of elements, an awful lot of them. And sometimes it's difficult enough to get it into your head. And it's even more difficult to get it across in a few slides. But I've broken it down into kind of three key elements really. And the first is the civil survey. I'll explain all these now in a second. The second is the barony and parish maps. And the third one there, the books of survey and distribution. So that's basically what the down survey comprises of. Now the first thing that took place was the civil survey. 1654, 1656, two years. And very involved in this was a man by the name of Benjamin Worsley. Now, he was a medical doctor. He had come over to Ireland to sort out dysentery and a whole load of other things that was in the army, as had uh, his, the man that would follow him on, William Petty, the medical doctor. But he was also <coughs> given the job of, of, of being involved in the civil survey. Now, the civil survey collected the identity, sorry, now, the identity of. Um, the landowners by townlands, so around Lacan, around everywhere else, these sellers were identified. The religion of the landowners in the townlands. The land was classified as profitable or unprofitable. There were no maps in the civil survey. But there were very detailed boundary descriptions for each barony and for each parish. But as it was based on the records of the original owners and wasn't government-led, wasn't acceptable, the people that were benefiting from this land weren't satisfied that the area was right, the valuations were right, so they they would set about the down survey and this task was given to a man by the name of William Petty also a medical doctor, come to Ireland for very similar reasons but he had a brilliant ability for organisation and what was incredible about this was that it was a mapped survey and it was for the complete island of Ireland, every single square inch of it and uh, he employed a team of uh, surveyors. Uh, they were mo- — hold on, sorry about that — they were mostly former soldiers. And uh, the reason that he picked those, he didn't pick surveyors, trained surveyors or anything like that. Uh, probably they wouldn't be up to the difficult travel that was around Ireland, the diet and the weather. And he also knew that they would come in for a bit of stick along the way, and eight of those were killed by opponents. So, they measured every single townland in Ireland and recorded this with precision. Now, I know you all know how to work a surveyor's chain and a circumfinter and all these wonderful things. I know you know that well. I don't. But, anyway, it's in the book how they did it and some of the instruments they used. And it's it's, it's incredible, really, when you just think about it, that fellows will go around their hunking chains and measuring things and angles. And it's absolutely astonishing and the precision with which they did it. And... um, they also record there the landowners of 1641, 1670, the area and the descriptions of um, of the townlands as well. Now, uh, townlands then and townlands today, you may not be able to just match them up. They don't just fit hand in glove like that. But, you know, you'll be able to figure out roughly where, where they were and where you were. So, um, coming down to the mapping. As I said before, it was the first on this scale in the world. Maps were done to various scales and the reason for that was like the map of Ireland fits on whatever size of page it is there and uh, you would have parish maps and barony maps on the same size of paper. So they were all different scales. (coughs) But in total there were 1430 maps done by Petty. 260 were baronies and the remainder were parish maps. Now there's a lot more parishes there than there are maps but There are two reasons for this. Firstly, where it was convenient, more than one parish would be included on a map. There could be four or five on it, maybe more even. And the other thing is, where there was no land to be forfeited, they actually weren't mapped at all. Um, (coughs) Because if you had an area, a parish that didn't have any profitable land, you just didn't map it. Now, the maps are very decorative. They have features, churches, roads, castles, forts, a whole load of stuff like that. But the bad news is, the Galway Barony and parish maps haven't survived, unfortunately. Now, you'll be green with envy when I go through the website later on and you look around Ireland and you see what you see and you say, God Almighty, you know, why haven't we got that? But, we haven't. 1711, whole of them were destroyed and the rest, in 1922, like a lot more things. But, surviving are the Galway, Connacht and Ireland maps. Uh, now, and there are all the county maps survived by the way, just, just, it's not just it, but I put it in there for, for now. Now, the reason that finger is there again, I have all of those maps uh, here in hard copy for you to have a look at, and uh, I have them on soft copy, and um, I've been given approval to circulate them again if you want, and have them printed yourself, and if you want to go do that, we'll, we'll talk about how you might do that later on. So. Um, <coughs> Just moving on from that, that's a map of Ireland. I have it here now, you'll see it later on. It's an absolutely beautiful map in the, in the flesh. Uh, in fact, I have one of the height of the ceiling there here as well, in a canvas. And uh, it's just incredible really wh- wh- when you see it, you know. That's the map of Galway. And all of these coloured areas here, these are all the baronies. Of course, you can't read this because of the, the, the thing, but all of these here are the little baronies around Galway, all highlighted. And uh, Lacke, the Barony of Clare, which is where we are now, fits in somewhere there. And now this is just an example of uh, the barony of Bunratty in County Clare. And you can see here the parish of Cloney. So that's... um, and here are listed all the townlands and various things about it. So like you know, this is the kind of stuff that, that unfortunately we can't get. And here is a here is a parish somewhere in Tyrone. I just picked it off the net just to show you the kind of parish maps that were there. Again, it's it's all described the parish of Longfield and you know the mountain belonging to whatever whatever it is. So, you know, there's a whole lot of stuff like that in it and that's all on the net for you all to see. But of course, um, if you're from Galway here this is what you get, right? Unfortunately, the map of this barn, he was destroyed in 1711. No copies have so far come to light. So, putting out a request tonight, search the attics, and if you have it, <laughs> if you have it, give me a bell. <laughs> so, um, now the third thing in the down survey are the books of survey and distribution, and. Uh, these are an absolute fantastic resource. This is probably the real meat of the whole thing for people to, to see. And um, the Books of Survey and Distribution, I, 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 got a, I got a bit of a surprise yesterday with something that, that came to me out of the blue. But anyway, to, this is fully accessible now uh, online. It's there. You can open up the Books of Galway page by page, read them. And uh, if you're like me, you will certainly need to use the magnifier, and you can blow them up. And uh, they're a fantastic resource, and every one of these, uh, all of this information has survived, thankfully. Now, the original books, uh, they're for reference only, you cannot take them out of the library, but um, I have the original one here tonight from Galway and uh, you know you can have a look at it have a browse of it it will be available in the libraries and um, this version here is a printed version the originals were handwritten of course now this printed version it was done by um, by uh, Brendan McGill who looked after the translation, they got it ready for printing, and Robert Symington uh, did the introductions. This was done, the Gaula was done in 1962 for the Irish Manuscripts Commission. And it was done for a whole load of counties in Ireland. I'm not, not quite sure how many, if not all, that were done for. So, the books of survey and distribution, that draws our, it, it draws on information from the original books, which had the civil survey, the gross survey, the stafford survey, the down survey, all of these will be explained in it. And the other thing, wh- the output of it is, as I said to you, the output of it contains these things like the name and religion of proprietors, the townland name and description. Oh, that description you won't get online now, but you'll get it here. The name and religion of the proprietor after confiscation, quantity of profitable and unprofitable land, and the total disposed of, and much more. Now, the reason I say much more is. It's a bit like, um, you know, you know yourself, if people look at the census of 1901 or 1911 and you say, "Geez, I want to find my grandfather and great-grandfather and his brother and see who was in the house. And You know, a lot of people stop at that. But there's a lot more in the census than that. You know, how many doors was in his house and many windows and what kind of roof. All these things are important and it's the very same with the down survey. Now, I know we're all tempted to go in, find your patch, Find your people and leave it at that. And you may never look any further. But I would strongly advise people to read the books of survey and distribution. And sometimes you might say, "Oh, geez, that's hard to read now. It's not that easy. But it's not. And on the left-hand side of every book, this thing here, there's a general introduction. And Sillington goes through... Um, the legislation used, the growth and civilization. He explains all of these like I never quote anyway, for sure. And the absolutely fantastic read that is. And on the right hand side then, uh, if you're from County Clare it'll be volume 4, Galway's volume 3, I'm not sure what Mayo is or whatever the others are. But, this side here is dedicated purely to the book on Galway. Nothing else. It's all about Galway. And there's bits there about Athenry Rye and Ocray and the creation of Galway, Baronies and so on and so forth. <coughs> and, I'm just saying to you, read it. It's well worthwhile. It's online, or it's there in hard copy. You can go into the library, you can photograph it, you can photocopy it, you, you know, you, you can do whatever you want with it, but you can't take that book away. Uh, now, um, and then there is an index to this book of survey and distribution. And the index is, uh, there's a few indexes in it. The first one is for the Barony of Clare, and it lists all the parishes there, and over here, of course, we have Lacca on page 103. And there is a general index, just alphabetical for the <coughs> entire county and again we see Laka over here, page 103. So th- that's just to, to get you to where you want to get to, uh, save you going through hundreds and hundreds of pages. The beautiful piece in it on the ancient divisions of County Galway. Eirconacht, Muncha Merkada and of course Imania, Imani, Joe, that's there as well. They're all listed on that. All oh, the great, all the grits and that's a lovely piece that's on it and I think it would make easy reading for anybody. Just describes them geographically and, 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 and some of the features on it. Now, when you get to the detail or the meat of this itself, there are six things that uh, will pop up at you, really. Does the proprietors, now this is difficult to read because you can't download... <coughs> can't download this from the website so all I did was just a screen dump and put it into this so it doesn't come across very well really on on, on this. But I didn't have the time to go in and photocopy it properly or or photograph it properly. But uh, it gives the proprietors names of 1641 first of all. And these are all the people who owned the lands around here at that time. And here we have the denominations. So this tells you about Lackebeg, and a bit about good pasture containing whatever and a pasture of healthy pasture and that and a turlock and how much of it. So all this detail and there's a list of abbreviations at the front of this book and you'll figure out what all these little things mean when you go through that. And uh, there's church land there of course. Sorry about that now, I'll the wrong button again. There's church land there as well and three parcels of land arable containing, so the acreage. And then there's the, keep pushing that button, the acreage here, the number of acres, uh, I think that's profitable non-profitable, is that profitable, that one unprofitable yes, and the total and over here on the right hand side is the person who benefited from that uh, change now, there's just a few things I'll ask you to remember And there's, a, there's, a, there's a, an amazing coincidence here now, just as it happens ah, we're just looking at beg and that description, and the man that owned that was Patrick Darcy so keep that name in your head, Patrick Darcy, for a minute and also keep the name of Thomas Sadler and Thomas was the man who would benefit from the uh, from from this uh, confiscation, so those two names will come up in in a kind of a strange way in a few minutes. So at the end of that book, that by the way that, that all of the entire county is listed like that last one there. But at the end of that book, there's an index of the persons, right? So, if you look up Patrick Darcy and find him here, you will find that in the Barony of Clare he's on pages 90 and 103. So he has two bits of property here in, in, in Clare. In the Barony of Dunmore he has four or five. 86, yeah, five. five. And in, in, in kiltarton uh, he has uh, 52. Uh, he has one in, in page 52. So, you can go chasing after this Patrick Darcy if that's what you want to go do. (coughs) And um, yesterday, I got an email uh, from this gentleman. I have never spoken with him and I don't know who he is, David Brown in Trinity College in Dublin, but I acknowledged what he did. And he said, Dear Jimmy, I'm in receipt of an email from the Heritage Galway County Council. We're currently working on an update of the site (coughs) with images of the original manuscripts of the books of survey and distribution. I've attached samples for LACA, And it's a pure coincidence that that should happen. But, uh, And I hope you find them useful to illustrate your talk. The Thomas Sadler who was awarded much of the land was appointed a Colonel of Foot uh, by the restored Rump Parliament in 1659 (coughs) and was presumably owed arrears of pay. Uh, We hope to have the site up towards the end of the year. So obviously all of these are being put on. Now he did go to the trouble of copying five pages and uh, mailing them down to me. And, you know, I have them all here, the five that he sent. And it's well worth just having a look at them. Um, it's the very, very same text that's what's in the books of distribution. But, you know, to see these and, and, and get them like that would be absolutely fantastic. The originals, you know. Now, as I said, the information is the same <coughs> as what you find typed in the book. But it's just, it's the original. And it's, it's just, a <coughs> it was just something that I got. And, and it was nice to get it. So, I didn't get much of a chance, but I kind of went around and chased up uh, Thomas Sadler here a little bit and um, sure enough he was a Colonel. This is from a, a, a group in, in, in England, the BCW, I think it's the British Confederate War <coughs> uh, tracing all their people. And this regiment was active from 1647 to 1660. goes on to talk about Ireland, Protestant, there were in conflicts with the Irish Confederate War foot soldiers and here were the colonels and uh, and he, this man, obviously the field armies was Jones don't know who that might be, 1640, 1760 and we all know who this man is, 1649, 1650 so it's just, this is the man who would have eventually uh, <coughs> inherited most of Lacquer and a lot of other places around here so it's just an interesting thing that's come to me and um, I think it's a, it's a great thing for the future now just want to talk to you about I'm gone off a little bit to the side now just for a minute because this can be very very interesting There's on the, on the net now is a thing called the 1641 depositions. And what this is is it's they are witness testimonies mainly by Protestants but also by Catholics from all social backgrounds concerning their experiences of the 1641 Irish rebellion. The testimonies document the loss of goods, military activity <coughs> and the alleged crimes committed by Irish insurgents, assault, stripping, imprisonment and murder. And what's interesting is this body of material is unparalleled anywhere in early modern Europe, and provides a unique source of information for the sources of events surrounding the 1641 rebellion. So, there's a lot on that from Galway, on that website. Galway and uh, Roscommon, I've only looked at those two um, in, in any bit of detail, but this one here is just an example, I, I, I just picked it here. And uh, I'll, just, I'll just read the first line. Julian Johnson, the relics of John Johnson, clerk Preacher of God's Word, person of Athenry and more in the County of Galway, sworn and examined, say it that since the present rebellion began in this kingdom, bids a little before Christmas 1641, <coughs> her husband then alive and she were in Athenry aforesaid, robbed and whatever, whatever, whatever. So, it's all that kind of thing. Now the amount of information that's there, even in those first few lines, in terms of, you know, Athenry or the activity or the people that were there, is absolutely incredible. Now, this site does have the originals, but if you can read them, fair play to you, because, you know, and, and, uh, and when these are scanned, you see, it's scanned the other side of the page as well, coming right through. So i say this is written on transparent paper almost, you know, that's very, very difficult, but they are up there. Now, the, the down-survey ones will go up there the same, but there will be a lot more legible than that, I can assure you. So, it's just, it's a little aside, um, but it paints a picture of the period, and um, there's some beautiful things in it about Nocteau and this area, and, and I think you'll find it very, very interesting. And uh, <coughs> so now, we come on to the Down Survey, and come on to the Down Survey website. And i just take a, I'll just take a drink of water. Um, Come on to the down survey website itself. That's the that's now. Probably, I'm sure a lot of you have been on it or whatever, but you know, I just use LACA as an example for tonight. Um, and they're all the whole country is pretty much the same. But this is how the website was constructed the surviving maps were, cl- were collected, and um, the books of the detail from the books of survey and distribution. Trinity College developed a geographical information system <coughs> and they superimposed on that the 19th century Ordnance Survey maps. On top of that they put the modern-day Google Earth and then they drew in all the townlands, they called them townland polygons and they came up with a website. So, the website is, is almost everything we've talked about in one place. Almost. There will be a few little exceptions. But just to show you the townland polygons that, that I'm talking about um, That's the townland of Leketbeg, I think it's Lekebeg, yeah. So this is the townland here, that's the shape on the outside. And sometimes, you know, you have to highlight the townland to see it. Because you look at that, you might say, gee, that's a border, but that's not. That's a road, that's the N63, and that's a road as well, and so on and so forth. But when you click on that townland, it will highlight it. So that's what the polygons are about. So, if we look at the website, the kind of information that's on that website, (coughs) it's absolutely fantastic. There's information about the website, there's information on the um, down survey maps, the historical GIS, and about the GIS, and there's landowners by name, ownership by religion, and they're the 1641 depositions that I talked about. So you can pretty much get everything on this. It's very, very, very easy to use uh, website. And wonderful piece of history and in the introduction to it and, 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 and the guidelines that go with it. And uh, of course you can do a landowner search of 1641 and 1670. Now I'm just going to pick on LACA <coughs> and I'm just going to look at a 1641 landowner search. So you, you literally click and the map of Ireland comes up and you just zoom in using your little plus here and you keep zooming, keep zooming, keep zooming and you'll end up with Beg. and. Uh, What it will show you is uh, the old Down Survey name. Now, in this case it happens to be the same, but in many cases you'd say, Jesus, how could that be where I live now? But, you know, the names have changed in in, in lots of them. But Lacke has stayed the same. And up here you'll see our friend again, Patrick Darcy, who was a Catholic landowner in 1641. And here is the man that replaced him, uh, Colonel Thomas Sadler. In the County of Galway, the Barony of Clare, the Parish of Lacke, and there's the profitable land, and by I tell you, a good land around here, Frank. <laughs> uh, most, most of it profitable, and um, and the forfeited land there. So, that's... Go again. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but, so, you will be able to do this for every single town, pretty much. Now... It's not all accurate. I found a few bugs myself. Um, it's, but you, you, you will know it probably as you go through it. Uh, it. It is what it is and when this website was done and uh, when, it, when it's finished it said to contact them or ring a number or email them or whatever. But they closed the door when the website was done and turned the key, and nothing has been done to it since. <clears throat> now, you know, it's a bit like the census. There, there isn't much you can do to it. You know, it's there, it's working, and that's it. But um, even the census, if you write in and re- write in about errors and that that you find. I don't think they're. I don't think they're corrected. You know, I was certainly written in about a few because um, I, I, instead of being Laffey, I'm Lafoy or something in one of them and, and you know, but it's just the way some people read it. So, but anyway, um, you'll be able to find this for most of the townlands. Now, um, just to look then, you can click on this man Patrick Darcy then. And all of a sudden, it will show you. Here's a gentleman who owns one property in the County of Clare three in the county of Galway, nine in Mayo and three in Sligo. So this fellow has been around. And here it shows you, it'll highlight all of these places here where he owns them, right? So if you zoom in on any one of them and, um, oh sorry, before I, hang on, hang on yeah, just to, just to show you here, right, going back to the index that I talked about and um, here's the Patrick again in Galway uh, two in Clare, two in the, in the Barony of Clare, not the County of Clare in Dunmore and in in and in, in, in Kiltartan so <coughs> when you click in on the one, I just picked the one down in County Clare, it tells you what the townland was Balnequil and uh, the Kiltartan Barony and that's the old name, Balakillen, so that's slightly different now and then it, there's Patrick Darcy owning that and here's the people who benefited from it and, and the parish of Beha whatever it was so um, that's the kind of, and it'll throw up that parish there for you. That's if you're chasing up that man, if that's your, if that's your interest. So, the other thing is, you click and you find down in County Mayo, here are the three properties that we said he owns in Mayo. That's Ballyglass, that's down below Milltown, I think, isn't it? I think Tony, that's around Milltown. So, they're, they are the properties that Patrick Darcy owned there. Now, the very same thing would be for Saddler. If you click on Saddler you'll find, it'll blow you back all the places that Saddler had in Ireland, and so, you know, if that's your interest, that, that, that you can get. Now, This, uh, (coughs) on um, on the website, this is the terrain, right? So this is as we look at it today, that's the terrain. Now, the other thing you'll find on the website is the satellite picture. So that's superimposed on it now. So this is bringing it right up to date and, 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 and that's a very modern picture of that. And the other thing that's on it then, now <coughs> I, I just blew this up to get it the same, show the townland in the same size. But of course the resolution, I lose the resolution when I do that. But there's LACA, L-A-C-K-A, there's LACA appearing in there and a whole lot of other townlands. And when you look at them on the maps of Galway, they'll make a lot more sense to you than than, than on this. But it's just to show you, <coughs> uh, to give you an idea of of um, of, of, of uh, how, it, how it shows up there, and uh, of course the other thing that's superimposed on this is the 1890 Ordnance Server map. So if you look around again, and I was just looking here, I never realised it, but this looks like there's another castle there around Flins. Is that right?
3: That's
2: right I didn't, uh, was there Yeah, well, I hadn't, I hadn't known that. Huh? Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, just at the back of us here, yeah. Yeah, because this is the castle over here at the graveyard. And there's the church in the graveyard now, in the current lack of graveyard. There's the Roman Catholic chapel. And there's this other castle that, you know, I just, you know, when, when, when I threw it up there, I see it. and, and, and uh, So it's an interesting thing. So, <clears throat> now, that information, all that kind of information, is just duplicated and replicated all over the site. So no matter where you're from or whatever, you should, you should be able to zoom in. It wouldn't necessarily be... I, it wouldn't be as accurate as the books of survey and distribution, and I'd say some of that happened with, you know, transferring over from from print to computer and all of that kind of thing. So, you know, you, c- you can understand that, that, that there would be maybe mistakes or errors or some. but you will find it. Sometimes you click on a townland and they say no information available. But like if you look in Lacamore you'll say there's no information available, but, you know, I don't think you had a Lacamoire at the, you know, I think Lacka was was the area at the time. And there's a townland up the road there called Grange. And Grange is absolutely massive in, the, in this map. It's huge. And I would say there are probably 8 or 10 townlands in Grange today. What, what was the original Grange? Now that's a very good example of, you know, if you click on Grange, you'll see a strange thing there and you won't find all the little townlands of today. You, you'll find them, but they'll all be under Grange, you know. And they'll all have the name of Grange, but just because it was such a big area. And I'd say it was subdivided in the 1830s or whenever it was done after that, you know. <coughs> So just to to kind of give you an indication of of kind of what happened with the down survey and and, and the final kind of output of it really. um, This gives you an idea of the Catholic land. The blue here is the Catholic land held of uh, 42% in uh, 1641. Protestant land, 42%, about the same, 1641. And 1670, um, next slide, sorry, 1670 here, huge change. Catholic land down to 16% and Protestant in land up to 70%. So that's the kind of impact that uh, that the down survey had. Now I've pretty much come towards to, to, to the end of, of, um, of what I want to talk about and um, I will take questions overall but I don't know I think I might have been okay on the time. I'm not too sure about the other two. What I wanted to do really was just to give you an overview of it. God there's no point in me going into like a big tonight and going through the bowels of it and, 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 and all that goes with it. That's there for yourself to, to, to get and um, all of the information, virtually everything I've talked about there is online now. And it's all there on hard copy as well. Now I have um, I've been given the book of survey and distribution for County Galway. It's there for people to look at and it will be the same for uh, Claire and Mayo or whatever. <coughs> They're all there and you can just uh, go into the library and reference it, photograph it, as I said. Uh, <coughs> all the websites are there. And they're all in that booklet that I have. Again, I might not have enough to go around, but I will certainly email them to you. And we might find some way of people leaving an email address or, I don't know, we'll work out something before the end of the night. After how, you, But, you know, I will, email, I will email all of that out to you. Um, <coughs> so, I just want to... You know, thank you all very much for listening, and there's a few people that I want to thank especially. Um, I want to thank um, Rory, o, Rory O'Hay in, uh, in the library in, uh, in Chum for uh, giving me this book. Um, I want to thank um, Frank Prendergast in DIT because a lot of the research that Frank did, he has, he has uh, allowed me to use and given me, and I put it in that booklet. Um, <coughs> Of course, uh, I suppose, uh, you know, anytime I'm doing anything like this, uh, you'll always be looking to Galway County Council and the Heritage Department particularly and Marion Dunhill and Grania Smith and, and of course Marie Mannion and, you know, the enthusiasm and energy and, and uh, you know, that, that, that oozes out of Marie. Uh, it's great and she's been a fantastic help because they've done all the printing and uh, it's great that they did that. And um, <coughs> I want to thank, uh, Austin Cumberton and, and, his wife Mary here who are over. Austin is from Ballinasloe originally. I remember you from there as West Perry, I think, are you? No, you're not. Hi? Hey? Oh, Westcott, that's right. But, um, a few years ago, um and uh, TJ Carty down there was with me, and, uh, we, 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 entertained a family from the states that came over to a townland where, where, where I live in Ballinasloe, and, uh, and, and, indeed they were in Mullockmoor as well, and, they ended up, one of them had founded a bank the, in, uh, in Boston, and uh, we entertained them and we wrote a story on it, and uh, somewhere along the line, Austin picked it up anyway, and, and uh, he broadcasted, he interviewed me, and I think the line would TJ. if something happened, but whatever, uh, it was broadcast live on, on, on radio in Canada, and a few years ago, I just happened uh, to be talking to this lady outside the castle in Ryan, and lo and behold, it was his wife, and, uh, <laughs> and he had gone to the loo. So he came back and, um, and uh, he did an interview with Marie Mannion and Pete Roach and all there on the day. So it was absolutely fantastic and that's all on the podcast. So i you're very welcome and Mary and, and thanks very much for coming along. And that's why I'm wired up here by the way. Um, I don't know how um, a talk like this would come across without the slides, you know. But um, I want to say uh, a special thanks to you Gerard as well and, and to your committee uh, for asking me here. It's, it's, been, it's been a great pleasure and I'm delighted uh, I'm absolutely delighted to be here. I enjoyed putting it together and, and uh, uh, I learned an awful lot along the way as well. I've done, I've done it before, but you know, every time you go into somewhere new, you learn something different, and, and certainly uh, getting that stuff from David Brown in Dublin was great, and, and uh, you know, when that goes online it will be great too. And uh, I want to say a special thanks to you all for coming along. You came out in great numbers, and I really appreciate it, and you have been, you have been a marvellous audience. And uh, I suppose especially tonight, it's International Women's Day, <laughs> and uh, you know, won't find... You'll find the names of women in the 1641 depositions but you won't find them in the down survey I'd say. Now maybe you will but I never saw one. It just it never came across it. But uh, you're here in force tonight and fair play to you and, and, and I'm absolutely delighted. So i, I just leave you and uh, thank you all very much and I'll leave you in the words of William Petty himself when he said may my efforts be of lasting advantage to the nation. Would Thanks very much. Which well that's the question. Which nation? <laughs> I was just going to say that.
0: Thanks very much, Jimmy, for a wonderful talk and given so uh, enthusiastically and so on. Brilliant.
2: And I think we'll open out to the uh, house for any questions people may like to ask, Jimmy. Excuse me. Yeah. I just want to
3: say I have a copy of the mail. Right. Brilliant. Great stuff. (laughs) Fair Yeah. That's great. And I did not break into a library, all right.
2: That's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to, yeah.
3: (laughs) I leave it up there with
2: if that'd be great. That'd be absolutely fantastic. Fair play to you. It's great. Uh, just
3: interesting. My own <laughs> surname is Ginnings. and oh. I find we're in here. Yes. So, uh, Brilliant.
2: Great. Ma- new name. Mark Johnny. Mark
3: Johnny. Yes. From uh, Mark Shoney. Yes. Uh, and of course
2: that became Mark Johnny. We're yes.
3: From yes. Uh, It looks like they
2: were on the wrong side. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, that's all right, yeah. Uh, You have to be on some side.
3: (laughs) Just uh, a quick question, uh, which is related to that point. Do we know what happened to the dispossessed? Uh,
2: well, I don't, but I can tell you, 34,000 of them. 30, 34,000 of them certainly were um, went abroad. A lot of them to Spain, and um, you know, when, when, and there was a bit of a there was a bit of a reward for doing that. You know, so um, Spanish armies and various things. I think it's 34,000 is the number. I think that that eventually that eventually went away to that. It incredible, really. You know, sorry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, Pat, yeah. oh yeah, how are you doing? Why is the survey called the Down survey?
2: Well, because it was plotted down. It was actually plotted down. You know, that's, that's why it was plotted. Now, at the time, I think one of the first mentions of it actually was in, in Petty's own will. When, he, when it was mentioned ad measured down was the, was, was, was the term used in it. And that's the only reason for this. It's not that it's county down or a person's name or anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and Pat, you were saying that you were once in County Galway and now you're in Clare. That's right. So I d- yeah, yeah, you were telling me that before in Whitegate. So I don't know where you are in the down survey. We'll have to find out. You'll have to find that out, yeah. So, uh, I know the book of Clare is book number four. I don't What, what, is, what is the number of mail? It's probably their volume. It's in the first page anyway. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, you did have <laughs> um, it. So
3: the books, you can pick them up at rare book auctions yeah. for about 80 euros. Yeah, they're not too expensive, yeah, expensive yeah.
2: Can you, yeah? Not too expensive, yeah. And um,
3: the last <laughs> copy of, of the down survey... <laughs> The last copy yes. was published in Newcastle in England in 1988. Oh, was that recent? and yeah. it was one sold in Mealy's book auction last December. I think it went for about 650. Yeah. Okay. Now, sadly, I didn't buy
2: it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes those things do appear. I was talking to a man actually from my lot, PJ Glynn, and he said he was down at at a car boot or something in Glenamaddy. And he picked up the original, you know, the Griffiths valuation books for, you know, for Glen yeah. and a few yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what he paid. Very he little, yeah. So you can get them, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Loads of them available.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they're, they're not hard to get your hands yeah, on. If yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the detail in them is great, you know. like it The detail, it is. It is, yeah. it is a fantastic resource, you know. Getting
3: back to Petty. Yeah. Petty, came, he came to Ireland as a doctor. A doctor, that's right, a, a medical doctor. doctor yeah. But he wasn't here three weeks when he, mm-hmm. was, he became... Uh, an advisor in the division of the land, and he became, he became a well-known
2: economist. Did he was very friendly with Worsley, Well, he, he came with them initially. Yes. He, he came with them initially, and they did have their battles because um, uh, Petty won out in terms of how it should be done.
3: Yeah. Well, Petty was was, was, was for the free market. Yeah. yeah what right. he can.
2: You know. yeah, he ended up. He ended up getting huge estates in Kerry, I think, and, yeah, and he was well. called the Earl of Lansdowne. He was, that, he was
3: his, his, one of his great grandchildren was was Lord Lansdowne. Yes, and another right. one of them was Lord Shelburne. Mm-hmm. So that's he had, right. Yep. They yep. controlled literally controlled the biggest estates in Ireland.
2: I think Lansdowne yeah, was that's that. Saddler, that an old name for Kerry, I Saddler, think.
3: Sadler had, I think, had two or three properties in Golden City
2: as well. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not sure so to be honest with you,
3: Mentioned yeah. in history. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yes. Right. right. So it's, it's all interesting, yeah. Sorry, yeah? Yes, uh,
3: just, just <laughs> in your class there, I don't believe
1: in my home family the We taught in different studies, I read some of the
0: heavy
2: sessions. Was that the same thing? No. Uh, our, our no. No. No, no, I think that was just the word petty. Uh, as regards, it was it was small petty. Just the word small. No, they, they were kind of small. You know, they'd be in the newspapers. Small claims, Small they yeah, kind of petty petty claims, are, like petty cash. You know that type of thing. That that's the term. Yeah, that's what Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Of the yeah, that'd be it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh yes, sorry, Dave. Uh, yeah.
1: Irish Confederate War. Can
2: you explain? Well, uh, uh, that, that's the first time I saw it yesterday when I picked when, when when I up Sadler here. But that is clearly the, referring to the Cromwell the oh thing, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Did they have much trouble with the Irish names
3: for, for these maps?
2: Well, I would be thinking so, yes. Because typically what you might have had, as you know, we said it before, you would have an Irish man that might not have had any, any English. And uh, he would be telling an Englishman, and he, by the way, he couldn't write either, possibly. And he'd be telling an Englishman or a surveyor, trying to, and he was trying to interpret it, but he could write it, so he kind of wrote it as he heard it, you know. So, and and that's why a lot of them would, especially when they when they were revised in the 1830s, a lot of that a lot of that would have happened then, especially. And that's why you find V's and all these things in townland names that you know you typically wouldn't have had in in uh, you know in the old Irish in the old Irish names, you know.
3: Sorry, <coughs> Sorry <yeah>. me again. <coughs> Sorry. Um, Petty was the person that introduced the mm-hmm. anglicization mm-hmm. of all the Gaelic names. Sorry. Yeah. He was the man that decided, yep. <coughs> decided on it, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. Lakia because it sounded English yep. enough mm-hmm. Yeah, stay as Lackey. But other right. villages and towns that had Irish names yeah, were,
2: would, have, would, have were all yeah, would have changed Yeah, Lacka, I the think, old, means. The old mm. spelling
3: of Mayo, the Gaelic name just became M A Y O. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, so he
2: changed all that. Yeah. I think the Lacka, I think it means a place of flags, is it, or something, or stones, or stone, something. Flag stones, or something like that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Do you mean, sorry,
0: sorry um, Yeah. How yeah. the unprofitable yeah. lands mm-hmm. weren't disposed? Imagine maybe 100 acres of each and the only land were left as they were. But what exactly happened to them? Well,
2: they were there but they weren't considered to have a value in terms of in terms of the transfer over to... to yeah, they, weren't, they weren't transferred to the new
0: owner but were they retained definitely by the existing owner? Do you know,
2: I'm not sure, were they, were, were they actually, I, I don't know, were they retained? I think they were transferred over but, but they didn't have any value. There was
1: some
2: You know? Yeah, possibly, yeah. But they didn't have any value, certainly.
0: But the, the the term used would be, let's say, 100 acres so disposed. Mm-hmm. There must have been another 100 acres which were unprofitable land mm-hmm. and 100 good acres. But they, they clearly say that it was 100 acres only of the 200 that was disposed. Mm-hmm. So I just I've never seen or heard. Did the original owner retain the unprofitable land? I'm not
2: sure. No, no, and I'd be very surprised if they did, to be honest with you, because purely because of the whole logistics of the thing. Sorry, was there somebody?
1: Just in terms of the transfer from kind of person A to person B, that this was all about, Mm -hmm. right? It was all about Mm -hmm. making a list and deciding who was getting what. Mm -hmm. So, did it all happen on paper first, and then the paper was given out, and then people kind of went out from the paper and was like, "This is mine now, get out."
2: Suspect that the records that are here happened afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And some of the some of the stuff in the books of survey and distribution don't finish it sixteen seventy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, certainly the, the, the ones that um, Symington has done because they go on longer than that, even into the early seventeen hundreds. Okay. Yeah. So some of, these kind of, of so su- Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And in terms of yeah. the, m-
1: the mapping of, you know, you mentioned there about how Catholic couldn't own land uh, east mm-hmm. of the Shannon. Mm-hmm.
2: Was so the intention, yeah?
1: they? Uh, <coughs> was there a varying degree of accuracy then, because they wouldn't really care about land this side? Of the Shannon, or was it just the fact that that was the rule for Catholics, but all land was up for grabs to be transferred?
2: Sorry, sorry, so just.
1: D- you know, you mentioned about how uh, Catholics were kind of. Yes. Kind of, kind of yep. So, uh, was there a, a lesser degree of accuracy on. on this part of the country compared to the other parts of the country, or that didn't matter at all. That was just a kind of a rule in order to kind of push the Catholics into
2: the yeah. I wouldn't say it was. It, 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 I'd say the accuracy was was standard right across the whole country. I'd say yeah. There's no question about that. I'd say i say it certainly was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But some of it, as I said, wasn't necessarily mapped because it was. Yeah, some of it wasn't. It wasn't worth mapping. Yeah, worth napping, yeah, 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 yeah. <coughs> yeah.
3: Sorry again. Yeah, yeah. After the restoration mm-hmm. of, uh, of Charles, what they did was they left. The redistribution of the land Mm -hmm. in the the hands of the Cromwellians Mm -hmm. that they gave them to. And very, very few people got some of it back simply by converting Mm -hmm. to Protestantism. Mm -hmm. But the bulk of the people were kicked into the scrublands, and in my own case, they were kicked onto the Mm burden where they had to pay rent Mm -hmm. for the rocks that they were dropping the rocks above. And um, a lot of people were sent as as indentured slaves to Pitcairn, uh, the West. The regions,
2: islands, yeah, And
3: they're, they're still there.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right, yeah. There's. In fact, there's, there's some island there where I think there's a, a form of Gaelic is, Gaelic Pitcairn still spoken, is, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pitcairn is called Shamrock. Island, yeah, yeah. And, there's, and there's
3: hundreds of Irish. They're coloured. They're black people, yeah, but yeah, so their yeah. ancestors were. Irish.
2: Yes, and they have a language there that's very very similar to the yes, old Gaelic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: So he has a lot to be responsible for. He
2: has, for sure. Yes, indeed. Frank. Sorry, Frank, yeah. Uh, first of all, Jimmy, um, absolutely welcome to that. <coughs> Thanks very much, Frank. Uh, I just want to say, it was absolutely fabulous. Uh, the, it was great to, to
3: start to see the, the, the local stuff coming up mm-hmm. there. I'm sorry, I
2: think I the amount of
1: information that you came. Uh,
2: but the one... When talk about land that was sort of valuable, and have, that it was good and like that. have you any idea what, did they, what did they regard as, they say, Frank, you yeah, I, I I don't know really where where it was drawn. But if you read some of the stuff there, it'll say unprofitable, it'll say marshy, turlock, whatever. You, you know and. It will tell you the breakdown between the two of them. And Other than reading through those descriptions, Frank, I really couldn't say, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know whether they had. I, I just don't know how they did it. I know that, um, you know, when it was much later in Griffiths, they had a, they had a way, they had a, a much better method of, of valuing it. Um, but, no, but back then, I, I, to be honest, Frank, I don't know what, they, what rules they would have used or what instructions those surveyors would have been given to, to come up with, a, with. But I'm sure they had some table or some you know, some training to, to define that, what it might have been. Um,
3: was, it, was it fortunate or did you get anything for it? Was it just taken
2: after? Absolutely, you? yes. On
3: yeah. um, 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 um. the question oh, Sean. of dispossessed, and Sean. what happened to them? Yeah. And
0: some were exported as a yeah. hedge of slaves. Yeah, that's right. But some were more fortunate, as you say, they joined for armies. Mm-hmm. And one of them
3: was <coughs> from the Akeli clan, the okay. Akeli's. And Count Eno Kelly in Portum, who passed away a few years ago,
0: one of his ancestors achieved very high ranking in the Austria Hungarian right. Empire and was created a count of the Holy Roman Empire.
2: Yeah, I
1: got
3: it. So some did benefit <coughs> from it, yeah. wind.
2: Yeah. Very good. Okay, George, yeah. No yep, that's it. That, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thanks very much. Thanks very much Pat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Uh... Thanks